body aches at bedtime? Sierra Sil is a natural mineral supplement that supports joint health, calms inflammation, and we're so sure it'll work for you as it has for me and my husband for over 10 years. It has a money-back guarantee. Go to sierrasil.com, S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L, and use the code DRIFT for 10% off. Hello, my name is Erin, and welcome to DRIFT. Stories we've lovingly put together to ease your mind, feed your soul, and usher you into a restful sleep. Drift is made possible by Envy Pillow, created by two registered nurses in Canada. Envy Pillow has a unique ergonomic design to reduce wrinkles, help with TMJ pain, and align your neck and spine. Learn more in the morning. At Envy, E-N-V-Y, pillow.com. Now I want you to relax, really relax. Take a deep breath. And as you do so, let that inhale go all the way to your feet. And exhale, letting the heaviness of the day leave your body with it. Great. Now feel yourself sinking into your bed, your pillow absorbing all of your cares and the thoughts that will wait, the plans that can come into focus with the light of day. Because right now, this is for you. So give yourself this gift of a sunny day in a pastoral part of the world And as you inhale one more time, think these words. I am safe. I am loved. I am at peace. And if you're ready, we shall go. Let's drift. In this sleep story, which I wrote for you, We'll gently explore one of the most picturesque parts of the world and the people and animals who get to travel it. We'll undertake this journey of the imagination into the serene French countryside, hand in hand. In our lives, we often find ourselves imagining or remembering places other than the ones we are in in this moment. We spend our sleeping and waking hours alike dreaming of being somewhere else, if only for a brief departure from our day-to-day lives. We fantasize about feeling the warm pink sugar sand of Bermuda between our toes, of filling our lungs with crisp, impossibly clean air as we await our turn on the ski lift, of paddling lazily on one of a hundred lakes just a short drive from where we live, or walking through a snowy forest, the only sound the talk, talk, talk of a determined woodpecker. Of course, for some, every journey, no matter its length, is spent counting days or hours until they are back in their familiar bed again, 
where the pillow knows the weight and shape of their head and no one else's. You are not this person. For you, your passport is as dear as your driver's license. You cannot imagine life without the freedom to book a flight and be gone the next day, or plan for months the adventure of a lifetime. That is, until the next one. You consider these trips, these journeys, to be not just pleasures of the moment, but investments in your future, like an account from which you'll withdraw to take you back to a place and time when travel is no longer a possibility. When you are old, you remind yourself, as you're putting down a deposit on that well-used credit card, you'll be glad to have these memories. The bus trip through Europe, whose stop in Paris quite fortuitously happened to coincide with Bastille Day, July 14th, as though the operatic pieces that filled the air and fireworks that illuminated an already magical skyline were planned just for your group's visit. You'll cherish the extraordinary experience of being with another intimate group whose tour guide's special connections afforded you the unforgettable opportunity to meditate between the paws of the Sphinx on the Giza Plateau, to the unlikely sound of a fellow traveler's didgeridoo. You also promise yourself, in these wee small hours, that when you are old, you will take the time to organize the thousands upon thousands of moments you've captured on film and eventually digitally. But of course, after many years of passport stamps and a growing collection of expired passports themselves, you may not quite be able to tell one cathedral, one canal, one smiling guide from another. Today, you are writing a journal of your experiences because it is part of your work. A fresh, lined, and ringed notebook await you, along with two of your favorite gel pens. You will keep careful note of the sights, the names, the questions, answers, and the adventures, because as a travel writer for a prominent online website, this is the job you have dreamed of. You have awakened early this day, not quite knowing where you are. Not a great start for someone who writes of their surroundings, or for that matter, what time of day it is. Before you think to look at your wrist, you spot the wooden clock on the chiffonier next to the entry to the bathroom. The antique clock's rhythmic ticking lulled you to sleep last night, amplified by the tall, ornate chest of drawers on which it has sat for who knows how many decades. You stretch, and as you inhale, the smell of baking, croissants perhaps, awakens your tummy and reminds you that you haven't eaten since the sandwich you purchased on the train yesterday.
from Orly Airport in Paris to Avignon, your home base for the next few days for your very special assignment. After a delightful breakfast of buttery pastries, hot, dark, and aromatic pressed coffee, and fresh apricots and nectarines, you tuck your notebook into your well-worn shoulder bag and head out, waving au revoir to your host as you close the heavy front door and retrieve your rental car, the last one available as you booked it at the Avignon Station Pickup. Obviously, you are not the only person to have planned a special outing, as today's will definitely be. It is early May. Such a fair and fragrant month here, although not quite as outstanding a delight to the visual and olfactory senses as it will be when summer arrives. For in just under two months, in this jewel of southeastern France, the sprawling fields of lavender will turn the hillsides blue and purple in a glorious blanket of beauty renowned worldwide. And it's pleasing not only to the eye and the nose. Lavender oil is used to soothe aching muscles, but more often to ease the mind, feed the spirit, and take us away to a place of peace, of rest, the kind of relaxation you're experiencing now. In May, Provence carries high the hopes for just the right amount of rain to make the lavender fields glow in all of their extraordinary wonder. But as the days grow longer and the lavender bushes spread, the heat intensifies such that there is what one might call an exodus. And it is this transition and the celebration of it that you are here to capture. Checking your directions one final time before starting up your rental car and embarking on the half-hour drive from this city on the eastern side of the Rhone to your destination, you promise yourself that you'll carve out the time to take a walking tour of Old Avignon with a stop at the largest Gothic palace in the world, the Papal Palace on the north end of the walled city. Already you find yourself wishing you had allotted yourself extra time to stay on and just explore this ancient treasure rather than hurrying home again next time next time. For now, though, rather than even thinking of the trip back to your real life in three days, you whisper, be here now, and take a deep breath, vowing to enjoy this finest of blue sky days with a comfortable forecast high and no rain in sight for now. With a quiet laugh, you wonder, if you guaranteed these perfect conditions simply by packing a travel umbrella in your luggage. Every year in May and June, a tradition is played out in several parts of Provence, in homage to a journey that has been undertaken for centuries. The event is called La Fête de la Transhumance, 
which loosely translated means the fat or feast of the seasonal movement of livestock. And it is this unusual celebration that has you driving the 25 minutes or so to witness it for yourself. You've learned through the hours of reading you've done prior to this trip that you should get to Saint-Rémy-de-Provence for the festival by 9 a.m. at the latest. Park outside the old town center and walk to where you'll see and hear. And yes, probably even smell the excitement. During your gentle drive on this spotless day, with the download of Vivaldi's Four Seasons you brought, especially for this part of your travels, to keep you company playing softly from the car speakers. You make a point of noticing the olive trees in sprawling fields along your route. The spindly, stalwart growths are reminiscent of those painted by Vincent van Gogh during his time in the Saint-Paul-de-Mosol Asylum in Saint-Rémy-de-Provence. As great an admirer of Van Gogh was of France's olive and cypress trees, you find yourself feeling grateful for a different kind of growth, the gentle shade of a plane tree under which you've parked your little car to shelter it from the sun's rays during your travels on foot this spring weekend. Also known as Platan, the plane tree bears no fruit and has but one purpose, shade. It was with that in mind that Napoleon ordered them planted for the comfort of his troops and travelers. And still they serve those who take their gentle shelter in modern day. Although the annual festival, which you've come to witness, is held as a salute to the past, for the hundreds of visitors who have gathered for this special event, there are plenty of shopping opportunities and Instagram-worthy attractions, as well as fine art in galleries in the town. One can also partake in the fine and ancient art of bartering over bric-a-brac like leather harnesses and cowbells, and homemade crafts such as soap and straw bags offered at the Place de la République by vendors at the flea market. At several small booths, travelers exchange conversations in mixes of French, English, and was that a grazie you just heard? In one such stall, this one with linens stacked high on folding tables, a cheerful jacquard tea towel in varying shades of red with gentle lines in a sunny yellow, catches your eye. You purchase it and tuck it in your shoulder bag, thinking of how this will brighten your kitchen at home, while also serving as a reminder of this latest trip to one of your favorite places on earth. You take a few moments to savor the different samples of unique cheeses for sale. Here, you are delighted to discover flavors and scents you've never before experienced. Perhaps that's because at least one of the small toast rounds you've popped in your mouth was adorned with a cheese from an animal breed you'd never heard of prior to researching this trip. 
one that will also be part of today's procession. A standout among the thousands of other creatures making their way through the streets during this Fête de la Transhumance. The famous Rove Goat was brought to this area from Mesopotamia in about 600 BC. And although a century ago, there were enough here to be considered a nuisance by town dwellers, these days in all of France, there now exist only about 4,000. Rove goats are recognizable for their unusual horns, strong and long protrusions that resemble gently twisted parchment paper and can grow to four feet in length. Despite the rove goat's well-earned reputation for eating virtually anything, these animals give relatively little milk, so their cheese is extra fatty and world-famous for its creaminess and slightly perfumey and sea salt flavor. You notice small rounds of rich banon cheese offered for sale, wrapped in chestnut leaves, with a bit of natural raffia tied around it in multiple strands. Once the procession is over, and after the herding demonstrations scheduled for the afternoon, you make a mental note to come back and pick some up, and perhaps have a bit of a wine and cheese tasting in your room when the day is done. Maybe you'll compare the banon to the equally coveted Bruce du Rove, also made from the milk of these goats. You wonder, might this turn into another article? You realize that your mouth is watering at the prospect of this inquisitive indulgence. But first, to the story at hand, one that began being written before Napoleon's men planted their trees. For centuries, thousands of sheep, along with goats, their attendant humans and dedicated dogs, would embark on the ten-day journey from the places they'd spent the winters munching on and clearing grass from orchards and vineyards, places like Saint-Rémy, to head to cooler climes. Accompanying the nomadic horde were donkeys laden with the supplies shepherds would need to keep them going during their journey. And for the cooler months in the Alps, their ultimate destination. They were and are departing the lowlands, which are now becoming dry and too hot for our wool-bearing friends, with the season of summer just about a month away. In the 21st century, these animals will soon be transported via truck rather than on foot or hoof. But today is a salute to the past. And as visitors gather up their cloth and straw shopping bags, take their children by the hand and turn their attention to the streets, you know the Fet's main attraction is about to arrive. You hear the parade of hooves on the move before you actually see the procession coming through town. And suddenly, there they are. Thousands of rams, ewes and lambs, goats and their shepherds, accompanied by bleating and applause 
as well as a cacophony of merry bells to add to the celebratory air in town today. Adding to the festivities and carrying out their natural and vital duties are sheepdogs who will be both admired and put to the test this afternoon in a round of trials and competitions. For over a century, these dogs have had formal displays of their mighty responsibilities, which, outside of the competition ring, include keeping their grazing charges from becoming distracted or tempted and wandering off into neighboring crops. Today's trials will include gathering sheep, moving them en masse over bridges and through tunnels, and then settling them in, in an enclosed area. For now, though, the pressure is off these brilliant canines, as 3,000 sheep and goats are led through town by their shepherds, walking on foot and smiling widely. They carry their large and heavy wooden staffs with one hand, whilst waving to the clapping crowds with the other. Donkeys are also part of the history and magic of this festival. In addition to those carrying colorful bundles on their backs like their ancestors of old, donkeys are harnessed and used today to pull carts filled with families. Smiling and waving, the children and grown-ups are wearing sun hats and holding up phones to take pictures of the spectators, who are in turn, of course, taking pictures of them. You are among those on the sidewalk, capturing as many of these charming images as possible. As you wave, two children on the first cart wave back. You're smiling not only at them, but in knowing how delightful an addition their bonnets and bright faces will prove to your story. Still, as are all observers, you are careful to stay on the sidewalk and out of the way lest you get a bit too close to the four-legged participants in today's event. Once the procession has twice completed the old town ring, its bleating, floppy-eared stars having safely trotted the paved venue without making an impromptu stop in one of the art galleries or shops lining the street, you find yourself grateful that someone else is going to have to sweep the street of the reminders of the recent animal parade. Still, despite the, shall we say, earthy odor left behind, your tummy reminds you that it's well past lunchtime in this and your former time zones. Gently making your way through the wandering crowd, you duck in to one of the bustling bistros to grab a cafe American and a wrapped lunch of brie and sliced pear on a fresh, crunchy roll of white bread, plus a firm local apple. You take your small but satisfying meal to a gentle, grassy area in a park that is said to be a favorite painting spot of Van Gogh. Although you've missed the cherry blossoms this year, you make a promise to yourself 
to pay this most tranquil and soul-pleasing place another visit. But earlier for cherry blossoms here and in Paris? Or later when the lavender is in full bloom? Decisions, decisions, but not for today. Once you've savored the sweet, dark brew and finished your lunch, you tuck your cup, napkin, and wrapper in your shoulder bag and plan the remainder of your hours in this glorious part of Provence. They are filled well and joyfully. At last, after a day dotted with thousands of them, you're ready to count some sheep of your own and you're looking forward to returning to your room and enjoying your local delicacies, along with a glass of the rosé that was made nearby. Provence is the oldest wine region in France, and rosé, the oldest known wine, you've been told. So it's almost as though this part of your day will be not only pleasurable, but research. You smile at how lucky you are to be on this assignment and look forward to soaking in a warm bubble bath and tucking in under the duvet and clean cotton sheets, resting your head on the two full French goose down pillows that cradled you so softly, so perfectly on your first night. As you leave lovely Saint-Rémy, you take a quick glance over to your passenger seat, where a paper-handled sack of three cheeses, some figs, and a crusty baguette sticking out is nestled next to your trusty leather bag. You sigh as a feeling of peace washes over you, warm and gentle like the late-day sun, now casting long shadows on the countryside. Your heart overflowing with gratitude, you breathe deeply in and out. And know that at this moment, you are exactly where you are meant to be on this earth. And say, si bon. It is so good, indeed. Drift off. And sweet dreams. <laughs>